This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. The horses have been mounted, and we are riding together. This is a real, actual rodeo that we are at. Uh, the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Super Bowl of rodeo. And I strongly recommend that at some point you come check it out. Uh, bring your spouse, bring your children, spend a few days in Las Vegas and get to celebrate rodeo. I had a professor at Colorado Christian University recently go, what's with all the Western stuff, Jeff? Why are we always wearing cowboy hats at the Western Conservative Summit? And then he came back and he said, you know, I've been talking to my friends, colleagues from the Western United States. And what I didn't understand is that you were promoting a worldview, a lifestyle, a, a way of living, which is that we love our country. We, we love our God. It's the, it's the foundation of everything that we do. We love our families. We want to produce with our own hands, right? We are not sitting in coffee shops, tapping away on our laptops. We, we want to be a part of nature. We want to raise animals. By the way, a little Western cowboy wisdom, never name something you plan to eat ever. It'll never work out well. All of our animals at the Hunt Family Ranch are have names, which is, you know, kind of a, a challenge right now. But um, we were promoting this idea of faith, of family, of country, of stewardship, of building things. That's what we're promoting with the Western lifestyle. We are not, uh, we're not just putting on cowboy hats, right? Now, Natalie, you come from your own ranch, right? You grew up in this. Tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up as a cowgirl, because I grew up as a country club boy. Uh, yeah, I grew up on a small ranch in southwestern Oregon. Um, we leased a lot of the property to a feeder steer operation and, and you know, certainly did a lot of work with that. Um, lots of friends and neighbors. You know, one of the great things about the ranching community is that all the all your neighbors also become your hired hands on some occasions. So, um, getting to work together in that way with neighbors and things like that. I also competed in um, various horse-related sport dis disciplines. So everything from reining to team penning to trail and rodeo uh, events and I was a rodeo queen a couple of times although you know <laughs> um, it was it was you know a great way to grow up I think that you grow up with some people who absolutely have those values faith family and freedom but also hard work um, definitely a strong work ethic uh, you'll never see a lazy cowboy if that's not something that happens you won't last very long if you're a lazy cowboy because eventually your animals will die and then you'll die. Uh, and I, I will tell you, it, being a cowboy sounds really great until it's December 15th and it's five degrees outside and you need to go put the animals into their stalls and make sure they have food and water. That isn't fun. Or mucking stalls like we have to and all that stuff that our kids are learning to do. But uh, part of the reason we moved out to the ranch was to just give our kids this type of lifestyle, right? Now, we still have electricity, so which means we still have video games. And so we're dealing with little boys who love video games, but they also learn that, you know, that the cows need to eat even on Christmas. 
it's an old saying, we don't have cows, we just have goats. But uh, even if it's Christmas, they're going to be waiting around for food and you need to get on it. So uh, I, I think it's a great lifestyle that encourages strong families, strong individual development, care for your community, all the stuff that is lacking in our culture, frankly. Now, Natalie, you work with Montana Silversmiths. I'm wearing a Montana, Montana Silversmiths belt buckle. Um, this is pretty popular here. What is that organization? What do you do for them? Sure. So Montana Silversmiths builds trophy uh, buckles, commemorative buckles, and also jewelry um, that are Western-inspired. Um, and so they're very well known for their buckles. Uh, they build the world champion buckles, but they also build buckles for various 4-H organizations, horse shows, um, small local rodeos, and kind of anything in between. Um, they also Guinness Book record holder um, currently with their world's largest belt buckle that was official last January. Um, but they they do a whole lot of beautiful silver work and it certainly has some true silver artistry with hands right on that silver. That is cool. We got a chance to meet working meet some of them working on our documentary before. I mean, so the champion belt buckle. Now the way. Rodeo is scored. Get into this a little bit to help people understand this. So uh, they're kind of scored throughout the year. And then uh, in, at NFR, they can win NFR, but then there's even a bigger prize than NFR, right? So it's not just winning a game like winning the Super Bowl. There's a, a, a big, big award that NFR plays a part of, but is even bigger than it, the rodeo itself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and rodeo is a little bit unique in that you're not keeping score in, you know, in ones and zeros, right? Wins and losses. You're keeping score in the number of dollars you've earned over the year. So your your reference of NFR playing a role, the guy who wins the most money in that event, that's the, the over the entire year. So not just at the NFR. Um, he's the world champion. And then you've got the average winner, of course, um, at the NFR too, so you can you can win, be the average winner and, and maybe not the world champion. Although usually those go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard is that it's it's a pretty big stake. As we said, fourteen million dollars for all the events over the next ten days, and that could oftentimes push you over and help you become the national champion. And then you get your belt buckle. And by the way, one of the things that's important for people to understand about belt, belt buckles, it was good for me to learn this. There's a big range with regards to the price of them. So I'm in the lower range, right? I have four children and a little ranch to take care of. So, you, you know, if you want, you can go big and get a nice belt buckle. Uh, now, I heard this story, correct me if I'm wrong, was that belt buckles started because guys that were working ranches were a little jealous of their boxing friends getting belts when they won a race and you didn't get a belt for winning a belt buckle for winning a rodeo is that where it started do you know you know i i've never heard that one before but i wouldn't put it past him <laughs> right your, your buddy comes to school the next day he's got a nice big belt buckle from winning a uh, boxing match and the guys are going i want to have something like that well uh it, it, there's different levels of rodeos, just like there's different levels of belt buckles. But um, NFR is is a big one. National Western Stock Show is a big one as well. You have Cheyenne Frontier Days. You have Pendleton Roundup. But my favorite are always the small little local rodeos. Okay, so if you come to NFR, 
This is why I love it. If you come to NFR, you're going to see the very best in the country. They almost all stay on for eight seconds. Okay? You don't really have much of a disparity. But if you go to a local rodeo, like Pikes Peak or Steamboat or one of those ones where we take the kids during the summer, <laughs> it's like, here's John from Maple Lane Road, and he's going to do his very best. This is only the second time he's ever rode a bull. And, oh, my goodness, he lasted a second and a half. Like, <laughs> and you're just lucky the guy survived because you knew it was like a coworker that just barely made it. So, uh, so you have this kind of like breadth of rodeo experience, right? From highly produced, Super Bowl level to just some guys finishing work and doing their very best, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and junior rodeos, too. You know, there's a lot. There's, well, there's whole organizations surrounding the junior rodeo. Uh, sort of world, just like there would be, you know, kids soccer, right? Um, so there's definitely a variety. There's a rodeo in Oregon that's a the only free rodeo in Oregon is what they like to call it. But most of that are, you know, local people who love the sport of rodeo and would really like to compete, um, but they're not associated with anything. So they're just a little one-off rodeo, but people get a chance to get involved. Yeah, and then mutton busting. My kids did mutton busting. Did you do mutton busting when you were growing up? You know, I never did do mutton busting. I rode cows a couple of times, but I missed that mark. All right, so here's mutton busting. <laughs> my, <laughs> all right, my kids did it at the National Western Stock Show. All right, my kids who grew up in Highlands Ranch in Washington, D.C. All right, so you can sign anybody up for it. It's about a weight limit. So once you reach a certain weight, you can't do mutton busting. But they put a kid on the back of a sheep and this kid is anywhere from five to like nine so five-year-old kids right and then they grab on to the wool as hard as they can they ride on the top of the sheep they're wearing like um, chest protection they're wearing a helmet and then they open the chute just like you would in a normal rodeo and out the sheep goes scared out of its mind because the little five-year-old kid is riding on the back of it and it doesn't buck or anything it just runs and it just pops the kid off and so the kid ends up in the in the dirt and it was a great experience for my kids with one exception little danny got stepped on by a sheep and and natalie is wincing here because you might think a sheep is just like a 40-pound little thing that can't hurt anybody. He ended up with a bruise on his side in his ribs for about a week afterwards. So he, he definitely paid a price for riding that sheep. But that, that's an example of a, uh, of a sport at the rodeo that uh, involves kids. Another one is uh, catch a calf. And we'll maybe talk a little bit about that when we come back uh, from this commercial break as we get ready for the National Western Stock Show, uh, which is coming up in about 30 days in Colorado. But we are broadcasting at National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas, Nevada. My guest, Natalie McFarland of McFarland Productions, Cowgirl 30 Under 30 2021 winner. Friends, we're going to be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour sponsor by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. 